Good afternoon, and it's almost the end of the book, almost the end of the chapter, or the um, adventure, sorry. Oh my goodness me, we are on chapter 21. Oh, oh, oh. So, chapter 21 is called A Visit to the Police Station. And here goes. Anne liked Jennifer very much and gave her a hug and a kiss. Jennifer looked around the well-furnished cave in amazement and wonder. And then she gave a scream of surprise and joy. She pointed to Anne's neatly made bed on which sat a number of beautiful dolls and a large teddy bear. My dolls, she said. Oh, and Teddy too. Where did you get them? I've missed them so much. Josephine and Angela and Rosebud and Marigold, have you missed me? She flung herself on the dolls and was very interested to hear their names. I've looked after them well, she told Jennifer. They're quite all right. Oh, thank you, said the little girl happily. I do think you're all nice. Oh, I say, what a lovely breakfast. It was. Anne had opened a tin of salmon, two tins of peaches, a tin of milk, cut some bread and butter and made a big jug of cocoa. Jennifer sat down and began to eat. She was very hungry and as she ate, she began to lose her paleness and look rosy and happy. The children talked busily as they ate. Jennifer told them about herself. I was playing in the garden with my nanny, she said, and suddenly, when nanny had gone indoors to fetch something, a man climbed over the wall, threw a shawl around my head, and took me away. We live by the sea, you know, and I soon heard the sound of the waves splashing on the shore, and I knew I was being put into a boat. I was taken to a big ship and locked down in a cabin for two days. And then I suppose I was brought here one night. I was so frightened that I screamed. That was the scream we heard, said George. It was lucky we heard it. We had thought there was smuggling going on here in our island. We didn't guess it was a case of kidnapping till we heard you scream. Though we had found your trunk with your clothes and toys. I don't know how the man got those, said Jennifer. Maybe one of our maids helped him. There was one I didn't like at all. She was called Sarah Stick. Ah, said Julian at once. That's the one then. It was Mr and Mrs Stick who brought you here. Sarah Stick, your maid, must be some relation of theirs. They must have been in the pay of someone else, I should think. Someone who had a ship and could bring you here to hide you. Jolly good hiding place too, said George. No one but us would ever have found it out. They ate all their breakfast, made some more cocoa and discussed their future plans. We'll take our boat and go to the mainland this morning, said Julian. We'll go straight to the police station with Jennifer. I expect the newspapers are full of her disappearance and the police will recognise her at once. I hope they catch the stick, said George. I hope they won't disappear into thin air as soon as they hear that Jennifer is found. "'Yes, we must warn the police of that,' said Julian, thoughtfully. "'Better not spread the news abroad till the sticks are caught. "'I wonder where they are now.' "'Let's get the boat now,' said Dick. "'There's no point in waiting about. "'Jennifer's parents will be thrilled to know she's safe.' "'I don't really want to leave this lovely cave,' said Jennifer, "'who was thoroughly enjoying herself now. "'I wish I lived here too.' 
Are you going to come back to the island and live here, Julian? Well, we shall come back for a few more days, I expect, said Julian. You see, our aunt's home is empty at the moment because she is away ill and her, our uncle is with her. So she might as well, we might as well stay on the island until we get back. They get back. Oh, could I come back with you? Begged Jennifer, her small face alight with joy at the thought of living in a cave on an island with these nice children and their lovely dog. Oh, do let me. I would so like it. And I do so love Timmy. I don't expect your parents would let you, especially after you've just been kidnapped, said Julian. But you can ask them if you like. They all went to the boat and got in. Julian pushed off. George steered the boat in and out of the rocks. They saw the wreck, which interested Jenny very much indeed. She badly wanted to stop, but the others thought they ought to get to the land as quickly as possible. Soon they were near the beach. Alf the fisher boy was there. He saw them and waved. He ran to help them to pull in their boat. I was coming out in my boat this morning, he said. Your father's back, Master George, but not your mother. She's getting better, they say, and will be back in a week's time. Well, what's my father come back for, demanded George in surprise. He got worried because nobody answered the telephone, explained Alf. He came down and asked me where you all were. I didn't tell him, of course, I kept your secret, but I was just coming out to warn you this morning. He got back last night and wasn't he wild? No one there to give him any food, all the house upside down and half the things gone. He's at the police station now. Golly, said George, that's just where we are going to. We shall meet him there. Oh dear, I do hope he won't be in an awful temper. You just can't do anything with my father when he's cross. Come on, said Julian, it's a good thing in a way that your father is here, George. We can explain everything to him and to the police at the same time. They left Alf, who looked very surprised to see Jennifer with the others. He couldn't make out where she'd come from. Certainly she had not started out to the island with them. But she'd come back in their boat. How was that? Seemed very mysterious to Alf. The children arrived at the police station and marched in, much to the surprise of the policeman there. Hello, he said. What's the matter? Been doing a burglary or something and come to own up? Listen, said George, suddenly hearing a loud voice in the room next to theirs. That's father's voice. She darted to the door. The policeman called to her, shocked. Now don't go in there. The inspector's in there. Come over here, especially as and mustn't be interrupted. But George had flung open the door and gone inside. Her father turned and saw her. He rose to his feet. George, where have you been? How dare you go away like this and leave the house and everything? It's been robbed right and left. I've just been telling the inspector about all the things that have been stolen. Don't worry, father, said George. Really, don't worry. We found them all. How's mother? Better, much better, said her father, still looking amazed and angry. Thank goodness I can go back and tell her where you are. She kept asking me about you all and I had to keep saying you were all right so as not to worry her. But I hadn't any idea what was happening to you or where you'd gone. I feel very displeased with you. Where were you? On the island, said George, looking rather sulky as she often did when her father was angry with her. Julian will tell you all about it. Julian came in, followed by Dick, Anne, Jennifer and Timothy. The inspector, a big, clever-looking man with dark eyes under shaggy eyebrows, 
looked at them all closely. When he saw Jennifer, he stared hard and then suddenly rose to his feet. What's your name, little girl? he said. Jennifer Mary Armstrong, said Jenny in a surprised voice. Bless us all, said the inspector in a startled voice. Here's the child the whole country is looking for, and she walks in here as cool as a cucumber. Land's sakes, where did she come from? What do you mean, said George's father, looking surprised. What child is the whole country looking for? I haven't read the papers for some days. Then you don't know about little Jenny Armstrong being kidnapped, said the inspector, sitting down and pulling Jenny near him. She's the daughter of Harry Armstrong, the millionaire, you know. Well, somebody kidnapped her and wants a £100,000 ransom for her. My word, we've combed the country for her. And here she is, as merry as you please. Well, I'm blessed. This is the strangest thing I ever knew. Where have you been, little missy? On the island, said Jenny. Julian, you tell it all. So Julian told the whole story from beginning to end. The policeman from outside came in and took notes down as he spoke. Everyone listened in amazement. As for George's father, his eyes nearly fell out of his head. What adventures these children did have, to be sure. And how well they managed everything. And do you happen to know who was the owner of the ship that brought little Miss Jenny along, the one that sent a boat off to the wreck and put her there for the sticks to take? asked the inspector. No, said Julian, all we heard was that the Roma was coming that night. Aha, said the inspector, with great satisfaction in his voice. Ha ha and ho ho. We know the Roma all right, a ship we've been watching for some time, owned by somebody we're very, very suspicious of. We think he's dabbling in a whole lot of shady deals. Now this is very good news indeed. The thing is, where are the sticks and how can we catch them red-handed? Now you've got Miss Jenny out of their clutches, they'll probably deny everything. Well, I know how we could catch them, said Julian quickly. We've left their nasty son, Edgar, locked in the same dungeon where they put Jen Jenny. If only one of us could pass the word to the sticks that that is where Edgar is, they'd go back to the island, all right, and go right into the dungeons. So if you found them there, it wouldn't be much good them denying that they don't know anything about the island and have never been there. Well, that would certainly make things a lot easier, said the inspector. He pressed a bell and another policeman came into the room. The inspector gave him a full description of Mr and Mrs Stick and told him to watch the countryside around about and report when they were found. Then, Julian, you might like to go and have a little conversation with them about their son Edgar, said the inspector, smiling. If they do go back to the island, we shall follow them and get all the evidence we want. Thank you for your very great help. Now we must telephone to Jenny's parents and tell them she is safe. Um, she can come back to Kiran Cottage with us, said George's father, still looking rather dazed at all that happened. I've got Joanna, our old cook, to come back for a while to put things straight, so there will be someone there to see to the children. They must all come back. Well, father, said George firmly, we will come back just for today, but we plan to spend another week on Kiran Island till mother comes back. She said we could and we're having such a fine time there. Let Joanna stay at Kiran Cottage and keep it in order and get it ready for mother when she comes home. 
We, she won't want the bother of looking after us too. We can look after ourselves on the island. I certainly think these children deserve a reward for the good work they have done, remarked the inspector. And that settled the matter. Very well, said George's father. You can all go off to the island again, but you must be back when your mother returns, George. Of course I will, said George. I badly want to see mother, but home isn't nice without her. I would rather be on our island. And I want to be there too, said Jenny unexpectedly. Ask my fair parents to come to Kieran, please, so that I can ask them if I can go with the other children. I'll do my best, said the inspector, grinning at the five children. They liked him very much. George's father stood up. Come along, he said. I want my lunch. All this has made me feel hungry. We'll go and see if Joanna has got anything for us. Off they all went, talking nineteen to the dozen, making George's poor father feel quite bewildered. He always seemed to get into the middle of an av some adventure when these children were about. <laughs> oh dear, poor, poor Uncle Quentin, um, George's dad. Not, not an adventurous sort of person, is he? Um, so, tomorrow will be the last chapter, and then the next day get a new book but let's finish this one tomorrow and see how it all ends hopefully with George's mummy getting better and coming home and oh just everything working out well for them all so until tomorrow I will see you um just make sure that you all have a brilliant brilliant day make sure you take care and stay safe and I'll see you all again tomorrow bye for now